0: You think it, she says it. The Heidi Harris Show on AM 670 KMZQ.
1: Good morning. One of the most fun parts of my week is my conversation every Monday with Dr. Kelly Victory. Medical Mondays. How are you, doctor? I am well. Happy Monday, Heidi. Happy Monday. Hashtag facts, not fear. She's president of Victory Health, disaster preparedness, response training, active shooter preparedness, uh, leadership in times of crisis. Lord knows we need that. She's a consultant for medical devices and healthcare service and just has a resume longer than my arm and always kind enough to provide my audience with hashtag Facts, not fear. Got to tell you, Dr. Kelly. Over the last few days, I've seen more and more stories about very concerning side effects women are having, including you'll know this term. I did not until last night. Decidual cast, where women are actually losing part of their uterine lining. As a, I mean, what is going on? Well, I think what's
0: happening with these uh, vaccines, Heidi, is that they seem to be disrupting in many people. Um, part of the clotting mechanism, uh, blood clotting is a very complex system, a sort of a domino effect where different different chemicals get released and cause blood to either clot or not to clot, depending on which way it goes. And there's no question in my mind that all of the vaccines, not just J&J, AstraZeneca, but also Pfizer and Moderna, have shown an alarming and concerning number of issues with blood clotting, uh, where people either develop these very rare and very serious types of clots in their brain, in their abdomen, in their lungs, or have the opposite, where they actually don't clot and begin bleeding freely. And that's more obvious in women because of their monthly menstrual cycles and because of the, what we would call friability or the fragility of the lining of the uterus uh, that when you start to bleed, it sheds that interior lining uh, pretty easily. And therefore women are very aware of this bleeding issue. And it's simply an issue of having a uterus uh, versus not. And that's why men uh, obviously aren't having that symptom. But men are also at some risk from blood clots and bleeding as well from these vaccines. And we've seen multiple cases of men who have also had bleeding issues where they develop bruising all over their bodies, uh, or have developed blood clots as well.
1: This is crazy. We're speaking with Dr. Kelly Victory, hashtag facts, not fear. What is it about these vaccines that has anything to do with blood clotting? Can you explain it to me like I'm four years old because I barely got through biology one in college, okay? Just barely. So just be, well, be well, gentle. Is,
0: it is. It's a complex. It's not easy to understand, Heidi. And normally, to be very clear, these are the sorts of problems that normally get sorted out during the extensive testing period, Prior to something being brought to market, the FDA approval process, while very long and very onerous, serves a purpose. There's a reason why the average vaccine takes four to six years to come to market, because you want to test it on all sorts of populations. And when you see events like this happen, figure out, wow, what is causing this? To the best of our understanding right now, it appears that that spike protein that's on the outside of COVID-19, the virus itself, and that also is caused to be formed in your body when you're given the vaccine, that there's something about that spike protein that seems to interfere with and set off the clotting cascade in your blood. Researchers aren't entirely sure of what it is, but it appears to be one portion of the spike protein. So just as we saw people, some people who got infected with COVID-19 had issues with blood clots. That's been one of the problems. Many people who died of COVID-19, the, re- the thing they died of was a problem with bleeding and or blood clotting. So now you're giving them a vaccine that essentially replicates that same thing and says to the body, you know, number one, this is a foreign invader, but you have every reason to believe that the vaccine will cause your body to attack those same tissues as the virus itself did. So we are seeing now that certain people seem to be at higher risk of these issues. It appears to be more common in women. Um, But tragically, it's in a large group of women from ages 18 to, to 50. So it's not as if it's, you know, one small percentage of the population. And the thing that's concerning to me about it is that, as I said, these are things that would normally get sorted out behind closed doors during very carefully monitored testing scenarios during the trials, not in a, you know, mass vaccine initiative where everyone and their brother is being encouraged to take this vaccine, even if they individually have a very, very small risk if they'd gotten the virus itself. So why you would take that risk is, is really defies logic.
1: It does. We're speaking with Dr. Kelly Victory. We've got a young woman here in Vegas, 18 years old, and we're not trying to beat her up. Her family, obviously, but she's 18. Her chances of surviving this COVID would have been 99 something percent. She got this. She's had three brain surgeries. She's 18 years old, and when the doctor tried to call the FDA, CDC, they just hung up on him. I mean, they they didn't have any answers. You know, what can we do to treat this? Nothing. And it was also the combination of the. I guess, the blood clots and also the low platelets. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because it's concerning that they don't even know what to do. What should the doctor do? They have no idea, but this goes back to the lack of testing.
0: Exactly. And so, you know, you're right to say that this is someone, an 18-year-old, whose risk from actually succumbing to COVID, if she got it, was 0.03%. I mean, essentially almost zero risk, yet she unfortunately... Was given a vaccine that hadn't been fully tested and suffered a tragic and horrific outcome as a result. What happens with this uh, blood clotting is that the, the blood clots develop and the platelets are what, that's the portion of the blood that actually forms the clot. Platelets are the things that allow our blood to stop hemorrhaging, to clump together, uh, and to staunch bleeding. As a result, they all glom together and therefore because all those platelets are tied up clotting, they aren't available to stop bleeding elsewhere. Oh. You end up sort of with this conundrum where you have some places in your body you're developing clots, but other places in your body you're bleeding because you're, for lack of platelets uh, to, to you know form a clot there. So it's really a very delicate tightrope for the physician who's trying to manage this. You can't give the person the normal treatment for a blood clot, which is a blood thinner, uh, you know, that we would normally try to break that clot up with because the person's already at huge risk from bleeding elsewhere. Wow. And hemorrhaging. And, and so it, it's a, it's somewhat of a nightmare. This is my worst case scenario of a, of a boards question. You know, when I was passing my boards where they say, you have a patient who has X, Y, and Z, what do you want to do, doctor? And you think, you know, when well, they beam me up, Scotty, this is an <laughs> awful situation. <laughs> right. Very, very difficult to treat. And the CDC wants to wash their hands of it when they are the ones who have been pushing this vaccine on everyone. And I am pro-vaccine, Heidi. I, I believe in vaccines. I trust them. But I trust them once they've been fully tested and we've sorted out what sorts of side effects could there be and who is it worth actually taking that risk.
1: That's true. Dr. Kelly, victory. And, you know what's concerning is, as you mentioned, that the testing hasn't been done, and now uh, Johnson and Johnson was halted for a minute. Now, now, now it's back on with some kind of warning or whatever. Are, are, are they kidding?
0: Well, it, yes. And to be very clear, um, they put Johnson and Johnson in the penalty box while they investigated thirteen specific cases of severe blood clots. Which is not to say those weren't the only blood clots, and there have been hundreds associated with Moderna and Pfizer as well they put j and j briefly in the penalty box while they looked at those they came to the conclusion that the blood clots were a result of the j and j vaccine let's be very clear about that they didn't investigate them and say there's no connection they said yes in fact these very rare and very severe blood clots were in fact a result of j and j but they came to the decision that the risk was worth it for the benefit of people being able to get vaccinated And all they have done is send out some guidelines to physicians who might be seeing patients who develop these clots to help them to, number one, recognize that that's what's going on and to give them some guidelines for how to treat these people. Um, It's not as if they said, we looked at these and it turns out these were just tragic events that had nothing to do with our vaccine. Um, They just said the best they can do is say, yeah, we know that it causes clots, but it's only in a small percentage of people. So from my perspective, when it comes to public health policy, we are obligated to tell people, look, don't take that risk to take that vaccine if you yourself are already at almost zero risk from COVID. Or God forbid, if you've already had COVID and have every reason to believe, therefore, that you have existing immunity from it. Why would you take that risk? that's very different than if you're a 75 year old obese diabetic living in a nursing home well then for you perhaps taking the risk of that Johnson and Johnson or other vaccine and the rare but possible side effect of a blood clot. Maybe it's worth it. That risk benefit calculation is what we keep coming back to.
1: All right. We're speaking with Dr. Kelly Victory. But what's always concerning to me is the idea that when people like people like you are silenced for the most part. You, you know, every time you speak out, uh, it's a miracle the Twitter still has you on. But and by the way, you can follow her Twitter, Dr. Kelly Victory. They want to silence the other side, and people should always be able to make a decision, and that's what you've said all along. Make a decision for yourself. You've got grave concerns about this, but first, like my mom got it. I didn't give her a hard time. She can't get COVID. She'll probably die. I'm less concerned about the vaccine for her than I am COVID, but what you, har- it's hard to find the other side, doctor, and every time I have a conversation, with- I had a conversation with my aunt this morning, who's a brilliant woman in her 80s, and I said, well, you know, this is not FDA approved, huh? Very smart woman. Right. I said, well, that's why I'm not going to get it. It's not been approved other than for emergency use. Very smart people who consume news don't know this because they try to shut people like you up. That's terrifying.
0: No, you are exactly right, Heidi. And I do find that terrifying. The only thing worse than no information is disinformation or censored information where people right. believe they are seeing everything that's out there, but what they're seeing, what they have access to has been highly, highly filtered. Right. Unfortunately, people like me are silenced. Therefore, when you go and you think you're going to educate yourself and you go online and research something or you listen to the news, you believe that you are you know, being an informed citizen, but instead you're only getting the side they want you to see, and that is very, very scary. I agree with you. The number of people who argue with me about the fact that these they say these vaccines are Fda approved and un- and they are not. and unfortunately part of it is because of the very specific and conscious uh, effort on the part of the mainstream media to confuse people. You will commonly see when you read an article it'll say, this is Fda approved for emergency use right <laughs> That wording and say there is no so people read Fda approved, and they don't understand what for emergency use means, it, it would be tantamount to saying. I had someone argue with me on Twitter yesterday that an emergency use authorization, quote, is a form of FDA approval. And I said, Right, just like a learner's permit is a form of a driver's license.
1: (laughs) And they don't know the Uh, difference. uh, uh. That's the problem. They can't make the distinction. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in about 90 seconds with Dr. Kelly Victory. I'm Heidi Harris.
0: Personality that provokes and persuades. The Heidi Harris Show on AM670 KMZQ.
1: Good morning. It's Medical Monday right here on The Heidi Harris Show. Dr. Kelly Victory, always thrilled to have her Doctor, it's funny to watch people backing up. Now, of course, Fauci changes his mind from Monday to Tuesday, as we know. Now he's talking about wearing masks outside and they might change the CDC guidance. My response to that is who the blank ever wore a mask outside. But that's me, doctor.
0: Well, it's ridiculous. And as we know, Heidi, unfortunately, it defies everything we've ever known about respiratory viruses. Uh, wearing a mask outside defies logic, in addition to defying science. Now they have come out. The CDC has now acknowledged uh, that when you're indoors, you have no. There's no difference in the risk of you contracting COVID from at six feet apart or sixty. Yeah, I feet saw apart. that
1: MIT. That's fantastic. Right. That's great.
0: Yes. So <laughs> in, no, right, in other words, as I said from the very, very beginning of this. There is absolutely no justification for social distancing of any sort. It is a made-up construct. Not only is there no difference at 6 feet versus 60 feet, there's no difference at 0 feet versus <laughs> 60 feet. In other words, social distancing, the made-up construct that has been foisted upon everyone from school children to people trying to shop at the darn Walmart— Uh, And the number of stickers on the floor, you know, one way stickers (laughs) in the grocery store, which everyone ignores, absolute (laughs) ridiculousness. And now, of course, it's been borne out once, you know, by this study out of MIT.
1: Now the premier of Ontario is saying, well, you know, I regret the lockdowns. We got it wrong. See, now all of a sudden, after they've done all this damage, some of them are trying to come to their senses. Exactly. And as I
0: said, they are, people are going to scramble. You just watch as this thing continues to unwind. People are going to scramble to try to get onto the right side of history. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, we have, you know, leagues of, of documentation that these people at the helm of this pandemic response are solely responsible for the absolute devastation of the economy, for the devastation to the lives of children, for driving the incidence of depression and substance abuse through the roof, for the deaths of leagues and leagues of people, not from the virus, but from delayed health care for things like diabetes and heart disease and cancer. It's unconscionable, and they truly should be held to task.
1: Yeah, they absolutely should be. A listener texted me, apparently heard that a side effect was tinnitus, and apparently this listener already had tinnitus, and it's gotten worse with the vaccine. Have we heard anything about that?
0: Yes, lots of cases of, of uh, tinnitus uh, ringing in the ears. Um, no one understands exactly why. It is one of many neurologic complications that we have seen from the vaccines. All of them, by the way, all the vaccines uh, have had an incidence of increased uh, tinnitus huh. following vaccination. Some people have resolved their uh, ringing has resolved over a period of weeks. Other people, it has been ongoing. Again, no one fully understands or I certainly haven't read a credible argument yet or explanation for why we're seeing increased uh, incidence of tinnitus. Um, but clearly it is there. Um, you know, one of the things that will remain to be seen is whether or not we can go through the thousands and thousands of reported adverse effects from these vaccines in Europe. Just to be clear, in Europe, they've seen over 80,000, 80,000. Serious side effects wow. and over two hundred thousand uh, adverse events of all sorts. So going through those, categorizing them, understanding uh, clearly, yeah. you know, some of them will have nothing to do with the vaccine. right. But that's you know, that's what we would have known
1: had we tested them. Got to run, Doctor Kelly Victory. Thrilled to have you. Thank you for being here every week. So appreciate facts, not fear.